are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Friday, August 20th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And thrilled to have friend of the show, Joe Rose, back in the saddle with me here today, bringing you into weeks two of preseason 2021 contest against the Atlanta Falcons. The Dolphins and Falcons have shared the practice field for each of the last two days. Plenty of takeaways, and Joe's going to help us break down everything we expect to see, everything that's transpired over the course of the last week and everything going into Saturday night's game against Atlanta here on the show with me today. Back by popular demand, Joe Rose is back with us on this Friday episode of Locked on Dolphins. We had him on last week for a pseudo uh, State of the Union address, kind of talked a bunch of things, Dolphins, and got a bunch of great feedback. So naturally, uh, Joe, we were texting over the weekend and I had to take you up on your offer to come back on the show. So anytime, welcome anytime. back. You know that it's yep. good to have you. Uh, do I understand it correctly that you guys were out at practice, uh, yesterday on Thursday for the joint practices, uh, there Wednesday and Thursday, just to see what they're going to look like, what the team look like, see if there's going to be any changes on the offensive line, huh. who's healthy and who's not right. obviously it's become a, a real big story. And then just see those guys that keep shining, man. There's a handful of guys that just keep playing well that you didn't really count on. But it's nice to see. They understand it's a great opportunity to to get one of those 53 slots, right? Well, I'd love to start there as far as, you know, that's one thing that I did on Wednesday's show that uh, was kind of revisit some expectations I had before the start of training camp versus what I've been able to see through the, the practices I was able to attend and the first preseason game. So you obviously have a little bit bigger sample size than I do. So you talk about a couple of those guys who are rising to the occasion, uh, who maybe your expectations weren't there for at the start of camp. So in spirit of yesterday's show, with my opinions, I'd love to hear who some of those guys are for you. Uh, Well, Nick Needham has been fantastic. It's probably not a good example because he's just been really solid, but he doesn't look like he's going to let anybody get ahead of him uh, as that third corner. To me, he's clear cut. He's the best inside and the third best corner on this team right now. So I start with that. But Mac Hollins has been, you know, it was all Albert Wilson until he got injured and went down. But Mac Hollins every day uh, back in the end zone. And now he's got confidence. You talk about a guy that was kind of body catching it last year, goes up with his hands, uh, slam one through the crossbar yesterday and the flags were flying, but that's a guy playing a lot of confidence after catching a touchdown and, and running around. And listen, if everybody's healthy, Kyle, I don't think we expect him to get a lot of playing time, but I, I will tell you the coaching staff's going to have a lot more confidence in him and the camp he's been. And I, I just think with all these injured guys, we'll probably getting away from what you asked me, but we'll probably keep extra um, extra wide receivers because of that. But the other guy, uh, Savon Ahmed, um, continues. Um, I didn't know he's this fast. He's going to do this tomorrow morning too. I didn't realize how fast he's been running by everybody from Atlanta that's covering him. And second of all, I didn't know he's that good a pass receiver because we didn't really get that much of it a year ago. It was more sidekick it 
at Washington, Miles Gaskin. But he's clearly the fastest running back they have, and uh, and he's going to join me actually in the morning uh, on the show. But uh, he's been a really, you know, everybody worried about the running back position. He's been fantastic. And uh, another guy that that's really played well is uh, Shaheen at, at um, tight end. He's really become, he's not Mike Kosicki, but he's become a really good pass receiving 6'7", 260, uh, catches everything with his hands, Been had a lot of touchdowns in this camp. So that's been on the offensive side of the ball where, uh, where he's been really, really good. And then those young defensive backs on, uh, on, the, other t- on the other side have been pretty good. And, and some of them are going to be pushing. Some be pushing for a, for a spot. Again, it's about making the 53-man roster. I don't expect them to come in and, and play uh, nickel or dime situation uh, right off the bat. But, but those would be some of the ones that I'd start with. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about Mac Hollins and that may be one of those things. I don't, I don't know if you what your opinion was on, on the value of last year's reps. Right. But when the idea was put in place to insert Tua into the, the starting lineup halfway through last season. And he was forced to throw to guys who were second and third string receivers. And Mac Hollins was one of those guys caught the game winner against Arizona. Uh perhaps that's that's kind of helped use as a springboard not just for Tua but also for Matt Collins who is undoubtedly a more dynamic receiver this year in camp than what he was last year yeah so so you talk about a couple of guys that said oh so all you guys you four five sometimes six guys are injured oh boy it's opportunity it's opportunity for to shine and and their mindset and by the way Jakeem Grant's in this group too Mm -hmm. Uh, like, hey, I'm going to show – they know I'm a return guy. I don't have to – that speaks for itself. I want to show them I can play receiver, catch deep ones, crossing routes. They're running a lot of deep crossing routes now with with uh, Tua Tungavailoa. Um, and so he's another guy. They're not complaining. They're lining up with the first group, and it's a great opportunity. Let's be honest. If everybody's healthy, they're not running with the ones, and in some cases maybe not even the twos. And so these guys are like, man, this is a great opportunity for me. And for some reason, the Miami Dolphins don't want to keep me. I've been pretty good. Heck, heck instead of coming, you may have to even trade me right. if uh, if this continues. Well, and and for all the injuries at wide receiver, they did get Preston Williams back, who was activated off PUP alongside Elandon Roberts. And I think for both Preston and Elandon, uh, this is big opportunity here over the next couple of weeks when you think right. about all the new right. bodies in both rooms, right? Like, the, the linebacker room, they, they went out and they brought in Duke Riley and Bernardrick McKinney and Brennan Scarlett and a, a bunch of guys that are right. either on the line of scrimmage right. or stack linebackers and Roberts, uh, primarily a thumper between the tackles and, and shooting gaps. And then Preston, and we, we know all about the top receivers on the depth chart who are banged up right now. And they'll probably slow play both of these guys because we've seen a lot of load management from this staff on effectively every front thus far. But uh yeah, that, I thought that was a really big return for those guys relative to those position rooms specifically that are already super competitive before they even come back. Well, I'll tell you what I was thinking. When Roberts came back, he was so good in short yardage situations, so good in goal line last year. Uh, the thumper that you said, along with McKinney, um, we all automatically get a lot better in third and ones, third and two, fourth and one. Um, you know, down on the one or two yard line trying to get a stop and the team goes for it. I feel a lot better about having two guys, two big thumpers inside, especially after uh, what we saw. I mean, Landon, 
he was one of for what we paid for him for a year. He was oh, one of our best free agents last year. He was phenomenal to the point they said, "Get healthy, we want you back." Yeah, so uh, I'm excited to see what both of those guys do. I know you and I talked a little bit in the pre-show. Uh, maybe expectations not to see them on Saturday against Atlanta, but nevertheless, that process has started for them. So we'll see where they go. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. This is a top of the first round pick as far as protein bars go. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, and have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They just dropped a pistachio flavor. Don't know if you're a nut guy or girl. Uh, big fan of pistachios personally. Uh, so I'm definitely getting myself a box to try out. But beyond pistachio, they've got nine different delicious flavors for you to choose from. So they got a little something for everybody. Whether you're looking for a meal replacement, grab-and-go, post-workout, midnight snack, you name it, Built Bar can be it. And right now you can visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and save 15% off your next order. That is BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. Joe, if it's all right with you, I'd like to play a little game with you here. Yeah. And uh, NFL.com had put together a piece, and, and it was tabbing every rookie class's most pivotal player in 2021. Mm. So mm. I think it's interesting with Miami, right? Because you've got a wide receiver who has pre-existing chemistry with his college quarterback and is one of the few guys who has been consistently available on a day-to-day -day basis. So that chemistry is really starting to shine. Yep. You've got a pass rusher who missed about 10 days of practice and yet is still when he's getting the reps now that he's back and, and they're weaning him back in getting looks on the first team defense. You have an offensive lineman that they traded up for. That's getting looks at two different spots at left right. guard and right tackle. And then right. you have Javon Holland, who is one of the ball magnets on the back end when he's getting his opportunities with the first team defense. So I lay all four of those out for you. I would like to know which one is your pick of the litter for who's going to be the most pivotal, pivotal or most impactful rookie in 2021 for Miami. Wow. I, I think I'm going to be a little different than some other people because Jalen Waddle's the easy one. He's right. the high pick. And you talked about chemistry with Tua and playing with him that speed and the things that he can do, especially because I feel like he's going to be also at least part of the return game as well. But I keep looking, we got to get a true pass rush and we believe we got the top pass rusher. First guy taken off the board, uh, Jalen Phillips uh, at some point, I call him the dancing seven. It's cute. We move around. We give him a lot of looks. We confuse people, but there comes a point where you can't just, blitz everybody and tell those guys in the back we're paying you a lot of money just cover and shut up in the back there we need to be able to get a rush with four or five guys and at some point and they believe they're being real you know they're, they're tall oh, don't he's not just a defensive end he's an outside linebacker you call him whatever you want we drafted him that high to be a pass rusher not to cover running backs one-on-one -on -one, like oh six six two fifty no that that's not why he's on you want to mix it up and you want to show you know zone blitz and then you know you have them bounce back out into coverage is one thing occasionally Kyle you know as well as anybody you're looking for those one-on-one -on -one guys that can beat a tackle win put pressure hit the quarterback and the goal they all want is to get sacks and lots of them so I put him number one I put him number one I I think he's got to feel it I he needs 
He needs to have a big year, man. He needs to play like a first-round pick and the first pass rusher taken in his position. So that that's that's important. That's a big one. So I'm going to go there. Hey, and, you know, I say that, and Javon Holland's had another tip ball interception today, and, uh, you know, and and uh, X-Man's just, just like, wow, what, what a ball hawk. I haven't seen anything like this. So any way you go on that, I'm okay, but I just think that guy – you know, we talk about a shortage and needing uh, big play players on the outside, and Jalen Waddle has been that, man. He has been that. But, boy, I'll tell you what, pass rushers are hard to find. There's a reason they're getting paid the big bucks. I think one of the things that I'm most excited about is you compare and contrast this year's class thus far to last year's class, right? Now, of course, there's a little different temperature without a true mini camp and preseason games and so on and so forth, but – the guys that they brought in in 2020, at least from my perspective, you knew a lot of them were going to need some seasoning. And I look at the guys that they brought in this year yeah. and they have a little different tone to them, right? Like you can legitimately see each one of those four guys being, I don't know the, the cliche pro ready and so on. Like you never know until you know, and you get into the league, but it feels like each one of those four, the fact that it is such a hard decision to, to kind of identify who that most impactful guy is going to be is a testament to, perhaps a little different lens or scope that they tried to bring into the draft this year, but whatever it is, it's working because there, there's good opportunity for all these guys and they feel poised to take advantage of it. So I do this. I, I did the same thing with some of the guys I played with that are with the team and they're, and we were talking, I brought this up and they're going, Joe, we took Jalen Waddle up there for a reason. After what our offense had no big plays, one of the worst in for explosive plays in the NFL last year. We brought that guy in for a reason. He needs to play. Whether we moved up or moved down a little bit, he's been under this. He know he he played for Alabama. He played for the 33rd NFL football team last right. year in the last couple of years. He needs he needs to be the guy. And I said, listen, I I, I get it, but if for some reason um, things don't shut down as much as long as those veterans stay healthy, I know fans don't want to hear this right now, but. If that guy at the end, Jalen Phillips, goes down, and Van Ginkle's a nice player, but he's not 6'6", 260 pounds, 6'5", and uh, a proven pass rusher the way this guy is. We need a guy without games and, and, and blitzing that can just get there, and I think we've got a guy, and he's got, he's got a little cockiness to him, and he walks with a little different something to him, like, I'm friggin' good. And I can't wait to see it. And I hope he is. Yeah. And to your point, uh, the, the fact that I stumbled across this past week is the Dolphins manufactured the second most unblocked pressures of any team in the league last year Great behind stat. only the Baltimore Ravens. Great uh, stat. And Baltimore has led the league in blitz rate over each of the last three seasons. And Miami was right up there with them this past year. So a testament to you talk about the dancing seven, which I love that imagery. Uh, that was how so many of the pressures came last year was yeah. we're going to play games. We understand what your protection rules are, right? We're going to go four on this side and we're going right. to buzz the end guy out and we're going to rotate the safety down late and he's going to be the free runner or whoever it is, or we're going to just go on the picket fence at the line of scrimmage. We'll go 10 dudes on the line of scrimmage with the, the safety 10 yards off. And you're going to have to try and count it up and figure out who the, who the heck is who. Right. Right. Get there quickly. Yeah. So when, when you have to get out of that, when teams start beating your blitz, Jalen Phillips, there's no question, has – and I think one thing that – when Jalen got drafted, he talked a lot about 
LA maybe, but Miami saved me. Right. And he had that perspective of like, I was done with football. And then it was, I had that second opportunity. And I think it really allowed him to find, refine his passion for the game. And Brian Flores talked about how, as he does with everybody they bring in these days, football is important to him. He cares. He works really hard. And I think for Jalen specifically, you could just see back at Miami this past year how much more he enjoyed it, you know, instead of the the pressures of being a five-star recruit and going to UCLA and playing right away and having so much expectations and then things obviously not going the way that they did. He steps away from the game for a while. And you talking about that aura about him, I think that that's probably something that has fed that aura a little bit is like, I'm playing with house money, man. I might as well just have the time of my life, go out here and kick some ass because he's good and he knows he's good. Right. And, you know, he did something last year watching all the UM games. And, of course, they're on our our radio station I work with here in South Florida. But uh, Manny Diaz, just talking to him about him and and see Manny and I saw him at the ACC meetings. And he said, Joe, the thing impressed me the most, he he did what Jason Taylor did, run people down from the backside. He never stopped. And, and so he's not, well, this is a chance he's in the pocket. I'll get him. I'm going to run him down. I'll run him down the field. I want everybody to see I can run. I want to save, you know, things break down. I want to make a tackle 20 yards down the field. And so he, he was an effort guy, and, and that's what they want him to be. And, hey, listen, man, you're, you're a first-round pick. Contracts aren't like they used to be. Right. But there's a big signing bonus for all these guys to get taken in the first round, and that money's guaranteed for four years. So uh, pretty good incentive to let it rip and go after it and show everybody you can play. Yeah. Uh, to your, your point about the pursuit stuff and the effort, just watching him chase down, there was one against Trevor Lawrence last year where Trevor ended up tucking the ball and ran up the middle and he ran the loop. He was right. eight, 10 yards behind the quarterback, doubled back and ended up chasing him down after Trevor juke somebody 15 yards downfield. And it's like, yeah. man, he just is relentless. Yeah. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Pool Open now at BetOnline. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th against the, in the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wage will be refunded up to $25. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sp- favorite sports action. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit the website and use promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus. The, one, the last thing I want to get into a little bit with you, Joe, is, is the offensive line was a huge <laughs> hot-button topic on yeah. Saturday. It was all oh, the sky is falling. Austin Jackson had a really bad game, and there's, there's not a lot of uh, other ways to describe it other than he was really underwhelming, right? So then the, the Dolphins oh, come out, and they make the acquisition of Greg Little this week as somebody who got some second-team reps at left tackle uh, as that insurance policy, and it was reported – about a week and a half ago, they were interested in some tackle depth. So uh, from your perspective, having been at practice for each of the last two days against Atlanta, what did you see from the offensive line over the last two days? Is it as bad as the knee-jerk reaction everybody wants it to be? 
or is it just a matter of this is still a young group? They're going to have peaks and valleys, and we're just going to have to grin and bear it and kind of work our way through it. It's uh, it's going to take time to come together um, because not only are they young, but the positions most of them played in college, <laughs> they've changed. Or positions they played last year, Robert Hunt, it's changed. Um, so, but yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday was bad. I mean, I, I'm not Wednesday. The one-on-one drills, Atlanta chewed our guys up. It, it was it was bad. I thought today was a lot better. I thought everything was a lot better. Solomon Kinley, you know, we all have our favorites, and, and I'm guilty. I, I'm the first one. I like that big, wide body. I know he's in the doghouse in the offseason a little bit, a little overweight. I don't, know, I don't know how much. He's a big dude. He carries a lot of weight. I really like him at left guard. I know he's not perfect. I do. I know he doesn't do all the things um, that they're looking for. But boy, I'll tell you what, you, we want to be physical. I um I like him in there. I like what happened. Jesse Davis was out today. Uh, and so it gave an opportunity for Eichenberg to go to right tackle. I think they're really, nobody wants to come out and say it. I don't know if you feel this, this, this way or not. They're still trying to figure out what Eichenberg's best position is. Yeah. He was what 38 game starter at left tackle for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Who just you know they put they bring out two or three big time offensive linemen every year, but we're in a situation where we're trying to figure out left guard, right tackle. I know coach likes guys to be able to play more than one position when he gets crazy in a year. Like hey, you got to go back here, but for young guys, this is just me. And if it's old school, I'm sorry. I like guys to get in there and just learn one position for now, get comfortable, and then we'll worry about teeing it up at another position a little bit later. But that's just me. Um, They obviously know more. Got a brand new um, offensive line coach, Jean-Pierre, Coach Jean-Pierre leading the way here. Um, And he's under a lot of pressure, man. It's going to be his job to get this, this group together. They seem to play a lot better than the team stuff than they do when they're going individually in those drills. So um, I think they're going to get better. They got obviously called out because they played a lot better in Thursday's practice than they did Wednesday. What's really interesting is, is you talk about the value that they place in cross training and you compare that to how they chose to handle Noig Benogany last year. Right. And, and they literally said, we just wanted to leave him an outside corner. We wanted to let him focus on his fundamentals and his route recognition and pattern concepts and and so on and so forth and now coming into 2021 there was some teasing uh from the coaching staff that you know we'll we'll give him a look at that star position or that nickel position coming into 2021 but last year it was like let's just let him iron out one spot so i do think it is it really interesting i'm sure it's on a player by player basis right. right that's a great point guys that they think can handle more than one thing but we deal with a lot of guys and, and and that's the way the school that Coach Flores comes by. Boy, the Noah Igbenogany, and now he's a little banged up. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. Um, that's an interesting one. Uh, first round pick. He's going to be on the team. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be a special teams guy for a while only. Well, and and I look at the spending that they have at corner with obviously Byron Zones and Xavier Howard, and even in the secondary where they they have a lot of premium investments there in the defensive backfield almost kind of felt like it was an insurance policy pick when they made it. Maybe this is something that was part of the long-term plan that we know he's not going to be ready, but 
I mean, he, he certainly wouldn't put him above Mick, Nick Needham. Uh, Justin Coleman in the slot, I would say Coleman's comfortably got that locked down. And uh, so to your point, uh, Noah's going to have to find other ways to make an impact on the team this year. And I'm sure they'll, the, the staff, there will be a lot of tw- hindsight's 2020 looking back at it and hindsight criticism on the pick, but uh, th- I guess it's a process. And then we just got to l- wait and see before we're they'll, too harsh on it. That's right, Kyle. They're going to keep working with him. He's got ridiculous talent. I mean, he's one of the best yeah. guys on the team watching him explode. You go, wow, who's that? I mean, he's got track speed. He's a physical guy. It's just that instinct of, of what guys are route they're running and finding the football mm-hmm. when you're there. And like he did, he couldn't find against the, the Bears down the sideline. Those type of things that makes X-Man – so good. He not only finds he's jumping up trying to trying to intercept everything thrown to him, and the guy on the other side just really is seems like he's always right there, even though he only had a couple of tight uh, uh, interceptions in Byron Jones last year. Joe, this has been great. Uh, if you're interested in coming on again, I'm preemptively going to take you up on it. I'm telling you right now, right off the top. You well, listen, come back, talk I, I love football. coming on and giving you what, whatever I have. Um, the latest are going to be a lot of guys. I'll just tell everybody Saturday night, they're going to be a lot of guys um, because of the injury. Going to be a great, I'm treated, I've been in, I've been in that boat where you're like, wow, everybody's out. This is a chance for me to stay around another year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of those guys that are going to get a chance. The Trill Williams of the world who got picked on today a little bit, but they, they like him a lot. I love that video him bump and run just oh he tossed that guy just outstanding as good a jam as you'll ever get uh but there's gonna be a good chance for all those kind of guys and all those young guys at safety and uh and the offensive line chance for them they got to play them right they got to play that those five guys probably keep jesse davis maybe not play him a lot i expect see eichenberger right tackle um in this in this uh second game but we got to get those guys, and even the new guy, he's going to have to do a lot of, of of learning here. I think they'd like to get his feet wet too. Yeah, it's it's not the finished product, and understandably, there are some fans that it's a little harder to get excited for the preseason. But there's a different kind of energy about it, where so many guys they, they understand what's at stake. There's going to be another round of roster cuts this upcoming Tuesday that they're going to have to be prepared for and and try to survive. And and yeah. as you said, make that spot on the 53 count. So. A lot of urgency in Saturday's game for a lot of guys on the bottom half of the roster. That's right. We'll see who makes the most of it. And uh, Joe, I can't thank you enough for carving some time out of your afternoon. Oh man, this has been great. Always great being with you, man. Uh, I love it. I love doing, I appreciate you coming on the radio with us too, buddy. So thank you. Uh, We'll see. I'll talk to you after the game. We'll talk a little bit. It'll be fun to see who shines, who, who makes some splash plays. And we're all talking about for next week. Looking forward to it. And I look forward to seeing each and every one of you uh, on Monday for yet another episode of Locked On Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, your team every day here on Locked On. We, we live it. We don't just say it. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening. Enjoy your weekends and fins up.